This is Financial Detox, helping you retire with confidence. Featuring Jason Labrum, certified financial planner and founder of IDA Wealth, intelligence-driven advisors. For over 20 years, Jason has shown people how to steer clear of toxic advice, achieve financial peace of mind, and manage their wealth for maximum impact. Join Jason and co-host Alex Klingensmith as they simplify the complex, share industry secrets, and provide proven strategies designed to take you from financial insecurity to financial independence. This is Financial Detox. Hello and welcome to Financial Detox. I'm Jason Labram, your host in studio with Alex Klingensmith, and we are excited to be here with you this week. We have another fresh show with brand new content, just like almost every single week we bring to you. You can check out our shows you want to hear one of the past shows, you can go to financialdetox.com where we have them all listed right there conveniently in a player for you. And also, if you want to get a hold of us, we invite you to give us a call at 877-707-8889. That is 877-707-8889. Hey, Alex, what's up? So the past couple of weeks, we've had some really cool guests on the show. Yeah, we had Brian yeah. MacArthur, all about Medicare. He's awesome, good. super specific topic. I mean, it yeah. really it, it appeals to people that are sixty four, especially, mm-hmm. and then anyone who's already on Medicare should also take a minute and, and talk yep. to Brian and think about that. And then the week before that, we had estate planning, right, with yep. um, Gabriel. Yep, and that was awesome too. So now it's just yeah. us. We're back to just the two of us in here. It's <laughs> fun, kind of fun. It's a, do you feel lonely? Um, n- no, never, never okay. feel lonely. We don't. Feel yeah, lonely. <laughs> in a padded room with in you. A padded room. <laughs> <laughs> very scary. Um, but what, so what I thought about, what I thought we could talk about today was because yes. I've had all these conversations with a lot of clients this past couple of weeks. Yes. It's fun to be talking to clients again, like, yes. I, like I should be in, uh, like we all do. What were you doing? The que- Why weren't you talking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. I just think that there's been a lot in the past we couple of weeks yeah. more than usual, which is, which is cool. And they, they all have a similar um, question. Yes. When is the recession coming? Right. That man, does everybody talk about that now? It's right. Like the like and, when and, is it not, not well, yeah. and if you listen to the the news or the media, my goodness, the world is ending. I, mean, it's I, I don't watch the news, you know. That. I don't either, but I, I actually <laughs> been spending a little bit of time on CNN and MSNBC because I had oh, a are friend. You okay? no, I'm a, I'm fine. Um, are you sure? You I, but I, I just compare. I listen to like five minutes, and then I'll listen to five minutes just when I'm in the car because it takes me about twenty minutes to get to work. Thirty minutes. Um, unbelievable how what people are being brainwashed with i mean i think like journalism is so dead in this country and the news media should literally just be turned off you should you shouldn't be allowed it sounds to entertaining to though i kind of want to listen now because it's of the way so you're reacting bad. To it's it. so bad but everybody you you think you have to have a recession or you have to have i mean i mean i've never heard i mean have, has there ever been a time in history where all we talk about is the president i mean that's I it that's all we talk about I we don't, don't talk about Anything else? It's so weird. Yeah. But anyway, I don't want to get into the That's politics okay. of things. That's okay. The answer it, to the question it comes from what you're talking yes. about, though. People are expecting a recession because there's always. And guess what? The answer is, I keep telling them, "Oh yeah, there'll be one." I don't yes. know when. I don't know where, how long, or for what reason. How long? And and then I remind them that here's the best advice we can give you is to know why, and to know how you're invested, why you're invested that way, and and that it matches your personal financial plan. Well, and how about the fact that you need to know how you are going to react? when the recession does hit. Mm-hmm. Not when is the recession going to hit and how much or whatnot, because those are things we can't answer. But what you can answer, back to one of our famous old sayings we, we borrow from DFA, is ignore what you can't control and focus on what you can control. Mm-hmm. You can control how you're going to react 
to that next downturn. You just can't control when it's going to come or how severe it's going to be. And that's what the show's about. The show's right. about the science having and having the important. What the most important thing about an investment philosophy is that you have one. So what is that one supposed to look uh, like, right? Yeah, but I love the play on words, right? <laughs> Who's the quote from? Because, David Booth. Right, David Booth. So he says the most important thing about an investment philosophy is that you have one. Or is it the most important thing about an investment philosophy is that you have one? And that you stick to it when yeah. times are bad. Yeah. So so science, <laughs> who can argue science, right? Remember as a kid when you were yes. in school I, and they're like, remember they taught you about hypotheses and theories yes. and, I and love like hypotheses. you start testing and you, like, you're putting... Uh, hydrogen peroxide together with um, what right. is it, baking soda and right. a theory of gra- so we have a theory and we have a hypothesis that we're going to talk about could be modern boring. portfolio theory yep. and we're going to talk about efficient market hypothesis so we're going into some academics here about how and why you should invest I think one of the biggest mistakes that people make Alex is that they don't look at theory and academics and proof and evidence when they go investing because it's so in our face from a marketing standpoint, because the investment um, community in Wall Street has so much opportunity to make money from you by selling you different investment strategies, that there's tons of marketing about it, and therefore it's in your face all the time, so you feel like you know how to invest because you are bombarded with messaging, although it's the wrong messaging. It's not how to invest that's trying to sell you a particular product and if we back up and go to how are we supposed to actually use these products that are out there and available i think then we can uncover some yeah like really science good yeah go back to like things that are proven so we're going to talk about this we're going to talk about these three different things three or four different things maybe some opposition to them we've heard of terms like behavioral finance the random walk theory you have all kinds of ratios you have modern portfolio theory efficient high so all these different concepts but in the end what we want to do by the end of our third segment of this show which we we have about a 30 minute time here together is to allow you to hopefully hear us talk about this and come away with two or three points that you say, I'm going to do that. That is part of my, I, my investment philosophy is blank. We're going to help you form one right here on the show. And we also want to leave you with our, our favorite challenge that we always have, right? We call it our portfolio challenge. And it's simply an opportunity to give you a second opinion in a more creative way where we will look at your portfolio and financial plan or lack thereof, and we will do some diagnostics on it. We will compare it to the portfolio that we would build for you. And if we don't make significant or measurable improvement in what you currently have, we're going to send you away with a $100 gift card and just let you buy yourself dinner or something for your trouble. But if we can make significant improvement, then we ask for an opportunity to earn your wealth management business and show you what we call pursuing better at IDA. And it's a better way to invest. It is a better way to manage your life's finances. And it equals better outcomes, which is true financial peace of mind. So take us up on our $100 portfolio challenge. All you have to do is send an email to jason at financialdetox.com. You can include your statements. You can include your holdings. We'll we'll do uh, some analysis on it, and I think you'll love the results. And it'll give you some information whether you choose to work with us or not. That's right. Fun, fun. Right. Okay. So some of our um, so the way that we do things started back in 1952 <laughs> with Harry Markowitz. Right. right. He wrote this paper called Portfolio Selection, um, and then later he was given uh, he was awarded the Nobel Prize 
for modern portfolio theory, which uh-huh. which is what we know about today. Yep. And so you talk about you, you said something earlier like the fish hook thing, right? That's yeah. what people remember if they right. if you studied economics or finance, it's called the efficient frontier, right? Right. What's the point of modern portfolio theory for the we only have a couple minutes here, but until we have to go to well, break. I but. think we should answer that when we come back from break. Okay, let's do so that. We're way. gonna talk about what's the importance <laughs> of this, how and why does it matter? You're yeah. driving along in your car right now, you're listening to us on your iPad iPod, uh, iPod, that's iPod. old school. Whoa, man. <laughs> on your podcast. You still have an iPod. I don't know. That's crazy. On your podcast. But uh, anyway, we'll uh, give you some good information. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. Okay, welcome back. We're talking about iPods here at Financial. <laughs> We're not. I, I, meant, I literally said the word iPod. What's funny is that's like a Freudian slip because the other day, it was just like yesterday or something. I heard the word iPod and somebody was making fun of iPods and oh man, I used to have my iPod and yeah. and so that was somewhere embedded in my brain. For Did you ever last. have an iPod? Did you ever oh, own one sure, of those? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. I still cool. have one at my house. It's it's. I don't think it works anymore. I no, think it and then finally they had died. The little stick. And the, remember the first one was like the size of our huge. phones today. Yeah, to hold music. Apple's come a long way. Now, <laughs> yeah, that's unbelievable. And it's, now our phones have everything. more capability to hold music than that huge thing that was as big as your phone that didn't take pictures and make phone calls and do massive computing. And <laughs> it's crazy. Some <laughs> things evolve, some things don't. Holy cow. It's yeah. evolving. All right. So we're modern talking, portfolio theory. Yeah. That's what we're talking about here. Modern portfolio theory. And I think kind of, kind of timing that or, or adding that to efficient market hypothesis. So basically what, what we're in, in layman's terms and simple terms that we can all understand, uh, not academic terms is that there's kind of an optimum type of portfolio you can build, um, for looking for a certain rate of return given the level of risk you're willing to assume. And risk is really defined in these terms as volatility. It's a better word because they're using volatility. They're using ups and downs. I don't think they're talking about, poof, your money's gone. I think they're talking about standard deviations and betas and measures of, of risk and volatility. But either way, um, one of the things I think this one proved too, and I, it's on one of the articles that I was reading was that the, the vast majority somewhere between, and they've measured this over many different decades and different asset classes across the world, right? Is the vast majority of your performance in your investments comes from asset allocation, right? And so it, the key there is yeah. that it is 91% is the last number I saw, but it's the variability in your returns. So it's not necessarily your returns, uh, and it's often misquoted as 91% of your returns come from your asset allocation. That's not true. Mm. It's 91% of the variability. So it's a lever. Returns. It's how you control your returns. It is totally how you control the type of roller coaster you're about to get on. So stocks Are you going bonds. to Magic Mountain yeah. and you're going to chill and wee and you're going to eat your ice cream while you're on the roller coaster? Or are you going to go to Magic Mountain where that that ice cream would be stuffed in your face <laughs> as your hats and sunglasses off, right? Yeah. To, you know, strap in double arm bar chest lock, whatever. So that's the the difference in that. But it is it is critical. A lot of people think, well, I'm going to get a conservative portfolio, so I'm going to buy some conservative stocks, or I'm going to buy different stocks to make my portfolio have less variability in return. But his, history would show us that by adding bonds or fixed income or cash or other different asset classes, convertibles, whatever it may be, that's how we really can change the variability in the returns. It starts to sound very factor-based asset class, like what we do. And Mm -hmm. then you marry this with what you said earlier, efficient market hypothesis. And now let's jump to that one for a moment here. What I think is crazy about 
efficient market hypothesis when he won this award, Eugene Fama, for basically saying that markets do a really good job of pricing in information and therefore the current stock price is a very good reflection of the company's current value and it's all but impossible to try and determine what's going to happen in the future and thus change the price in the future. He did this a long time ago. I think he was so far ahead of his time. In the 50s also. This was Eugene Fama. So you got two guys that won Nobel Prizes for economics, right? Right. Harry Markowitz, Modern Portfolio Theory, Eugene Fama, uh, efficient market hypothesis from in, back in the 1950s. Which to me is bizarre because I use the analogy all the time. I talk about how you know markets aren't what they used to be. If you think about 25 or 30 years ago and you wanted to buy a stock, you would call up your broker and your broker would hopefully have some really good research from his big firm insurance whatever department and <laughs> they would you know, his insurance department <laughs> i mean some big firm research department okay. maybe an insurance company too who oh, knows I gotcha. they have, yeah um, and they would have this information that you would desperately need in order to do a trade because and, and, and i believe there really was a was much more difficult or it took more time for information that was coming out new news to be publicly disseminated but nowadays, that information is publicly disseminated instantaneously. It's impossible to generate consistent alpha because stocks always trade at their fair market value, right? So then it's impossible to, to, right? Yeah. Right. And then that kind of makes you feel a little bit helpless then. You're like, well, then what do I do with, do I, do I not buy stocks or what, what stocks do I buy? How do I buy stocks, right? That's the question that you might answer, ask That's yourself. That's a good point. And then, yeah, you feel like, well, if it's impossible to generate alpha, then this is just a loser's game. But I think what we're missing there with that thought process is that it's harnessing the power right. of that efficiency that makes it a great winner's game if you have a discipline to to reap the benefits of that. In other words, if you just get invested, diversified in the right manner with the right allocation, you rebalance correctly. There's lots of little things I think you can do to eke out benefit, but none of it has to do with stock selection or market timing. It all has to do with processes, procedure and discipline and, and trade execution and such. But, um, you know, if you just do that, now you get to harness the power of the market and you get to do it while having peace of mind because you're not on the hamster wheel trying to chase the next bit of news and 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 the emotional roller coaster of I'm positive, I'm negative, I'm positive, I'm negative. And I can tell you from for one in my own personal experience being in this business for 20, I think I'm 21 years now. Oh my lord! <laughs> you kept it at 20 for a while. You're finally moving beyond I'm 20. <laughs> I know. I, I was at like 19 for, and then I looked it up. I'm like, well, wait a minute. I can't be 19 if I started in 1998. Um, so almost anyway, it's a lot. But, you know, I've gone through those myself to the point that where it challenged and actually at a time changed our investment philosophy, not recently, not at our firm now, not intelligence driven advisors, but we literally pivoted off of what we knew was right and what was the right thing because we were so emotionally driven to try and seek a better way. You mean like trying to time the markets and yes. things like that? Yeah. Yes. It's interesting because if you just embrace science, proven theories, these are theories and hypotheses. Like you can't argue that there's gravity, right? That's just, that's tough. right? That's a law actually. So it goes like hypothesis, theory, law. Financialdetox.com. And you can also give us a call at 877-707-8889. Last but 
Oh, not last but not least. We do also <laughs> want to uh, let you know we have our portfolio challenge. It's up and alive this week. If you would like us to take a look at your portfolio, run it through our analytical tools, and show you a comparison to what we would do for you, a comparison to what you have versus what we're doing for our clients, if we can't show you meaningful, measurable improvement, we will send you away with a $100 gift card. If we can, we ask for an opportunity to earn your business, but it's a fun way for you to get a second opinion with a potential reward if you've been nailing it and you've got it done perfectly. There's a reward, $100 uh, cash you can spend anywhere you want, and uh, if not, you at least learn something new. So we invite you to check us out on that. We've only got a few minutes here, about five, six minutes, to talk about the punchline here. The punchline, I'm listening to this show. Why does it matter, Alex, that... These guys are on the radio or on their podcast, <laughs> well, maybe even pe- an iPod. No, probably <laughs> talking, not an iPod, talking Jason. Talking about... Because people are asking, when's the next recession? That's what yes. made me think about this in the first place. Yep. And I thought, well, what's the best way to answer a really good question like that? And one of the things is go back to what we know to be true. And so these these theories and hypotheses done by academic science, you know, scientists of investing, right, 50, 60 years ago mm-hmm. are still true today. Have faith in capitalism. Embrace it in a way where you release yourself from the things that aren't true, that you can't control. You can't control market moving up and down. You can't control government leaders causing uncertainty. You can't control people that are happy or mad. But you can control the levers, the the the, the what do we call it, the efficient frontier. Yeah, you can control how much volatility your portfolio is exposed to. Yeah. And but then some people say um, this, Alex, and and it's a fun question to answer. I really like when clients ask this. They're like, well. You know, it's the longest bull market ever. I saw it on TV and and I said, well, actually it's not. And I don't know why conventional wisdom says it's the longest bull market ever. In fact, the chief investment analyst, it's not the chief investment analyst, one of the top investment guys from Schwab was speaking at a conference. And I, he, somebody said something about the longest bull market ever. When's this going to end? And I raised my hand. I said, well, is, is it actually the longest bull market? Because here's the slide I have in a chart that shows every bull market, how long they were, how much rate of return. And this is like the fifth longest bull market. It's not the longest bull yeah. market. So why does conventional wisdom? Again, media news, this is why we have a show called Financial Detox, right? To help you get detoxified from a financial perspective, which provides clarity, provides peace of mind, and better financial results. But I, I kind of lost my train of thought, man, because you were you set me up with something really good. <laughs> I um, think the point I think the point is is that that the information you get is not meant to be always be useful to you. Yeah, and that you will you will blow yourself up if you don't come back to what you know to be true and tried and tested. Yeah, and so we wanted to share with people that there there are like we didn't just come up with this way. This investment philosophy right. has been around for sixty years. The hardest part is staying disciplined through the times. Yeah. And knowing that there's going to be some bad times, there's going to be a recession, right? And you triggered my, my thought process there is like people are saying, so, well, why don't we just do something about, let's just get out now. Cause we know the markets are at near all time highs. Oh. We know that time it. So yeah. Why don't we just get out now and just wait? Didn't you hear anything I just said? No, I, I know. But, and and <laughs> no, here's, here's the specific reason why you don't. Cause you may be asking yourself that right now. Well, these guys don't know what they're talking about. I can just markets lofty you know maybe it is and it it may i mean it seems logical that right now markets are good this would be a good time to get out and wait till it gets down the problem is what if we solve a couple of the major negative items that are floating around today and what if the market goes up 15 percent from here and you were out you got out to wait but it goes up 15 percent what do you do at that point do you now have to wait for that market to come back down 
16% before it turned out to be a benefit? Or do you at some point get so much good news that you go, this is, I was wrong, I'm going to get back in. So then you're now back in at a higher point, which at that point, then something surprise shocks the system and it goes down 15 or 20%. So you go, boy, I should have been out. And then you get out and then it rebounds. Quickly. You're stressing me out, man. <laughs> this sounds terrible. Yeah, I mean, this, it is a terrible experience. And I think that's a lot why people shy away and don't like this because that is the conventional experience that most people have when investing, but it's not what you have to have. You don't have to experience that type of thing. And it always works like that because at some point the market moves against what you thought was going to happen, just like a lot of people thought the market was going to go down if Trump was elected or whatever. It went up. You know, I mean, there are major, major head fronts who bet heavily on the election and they were wrong and they've lost billions of dollars in doing that. The last election, you mean? Yeah. That one. And they'll do it on this every one. election. Yeah. Yeah. There's always bets. So the better way to do this then is to have a disciplined, academic, scientifically based way to marry things that are just tried and true. Yep. And then, and then stick to it. And I think what you say is perfect. It's I'm building you know, an investment strategy that is going to take all the the fruits of my hard labor, all your savings and all your investment money, and you're going to put that to work and make it work for you. Capitalism is where companies and human beings and individuals can go create products and services, innovate, sell those for a profit, sell services, sell products for a profit. And we can, as investors, buy ownership in those companies, or we can buy bonds, aka lend money to them. If you think that companies and people are going to stop producing goods and services and selling them for a profit, or if you think there's a chance that's going to happen, then investing in the stock market or in the markets are just not for you. However, if you think it's a low likelihood that all publicly traded companies on the face of the earth are going to cease to exist at some time in our near future, then you probably do believe in capitalism and you know that's the faith part right that are are we as investors going to continue to be rewarded for deploying capital i believe the answer is yes because we're not going to deploy capital if we don't keep getting rewarded over time for right. it we will take our money and we will put it in other places markets have figured this out for well more than 50 years or 60 years it's been hundreds Century, of yeah. years that this has been going on so i believe that if you think about it in a big picture like that, and then you harness the power of the market and you construct a portfolio that delivers volatility that you are willing to accept, you now have eliminated the need, desire, propensity to get emotional, want to get in, want to get out, because you just start in a portfolio that delivers the volatility you can, you can handle. We can build portfolios for you that have almost no volatility. And we can build more aggressive portfolios that get a higher rate of return that have more. So there's a spectrum, right? You get to control that lever. And so what we're suggesting, and to summarize the show, is you don't have to be worried about the next recession, when it's coming, or even how deep it's going to be. You can construct a portfolio that's uh, all weather, that's all season portfolio that can take you through um, where you want to go and help you get to your goals and objectives. And with that, we have to close it. We invite you again to take our portfolio challenge, 877-707-8889, 877-707-8889. We are the Financial Detox team at Intelligence Driven Advisors. And if you want to pursue better, we will help you do that. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. 
To learn more about Financial Detox and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and resources, visit financialdetox.com. Call Jason and the team at Intelligence Driven Advisors. If you're ready for Financial Detox and a better tomorrow, call 877-707-8889. Get answers to your questions. That's 877-707-8889. That's financialdetox.com for podcasts and information. And if you like what you've heard, be sure to hit the subscribe button. That way, you'll be notified about upcoming podcasts. You'll take one more step toward financial peace of mind. This content is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any types of securities. Mr. Labrum and intelligence-driven advisors are not responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of information provided in this program and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Mr. Labrum and his guests as of the date of the show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements or forecasts are based on assumptions and actual results may vary from any such statements or forecasts. No reliance should be placed on any statements or forecasts when making an investment decision. Accordingly, listeners should not rely solely on information provided today in making any investment decision. There is a risk of loss investing in securities, including the risk of loss of principal. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will be profitable or suitable for particular investors' financial situation or risk tolerance. Asset allocation and portfolio diversification cannot assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses.